Hello, I'm Martin Kane and welcome to this special news episode. Alex catches us up with news from the end of May and into June, including a chance for the artist amongst you. Welcome to the New Zealand All That's Tesla podcast. Okay, so with a uh, roundup at the beginning of June, I'm with Alex Shepard. Hi, Martin. Thanks. Great to hear from you again. And you too, Alex. Um, it's a bit rainy down here, but uh, looking forward to hearing uh, what you've been discovering over the last week or so. Oh, yeah. Clear, bright, sunny day up here. Um, first off, I want to just make a small correction with regard to last news episode where we talked about the CCS conversion for Model S and X. And I may have implied that this would increase your charging rate and the answer is yes it does at hyperchargers but at the tesla superchargers the pre-raven model s and model x will not in fact charge any faster at a v3 than they will at a v2 supercharger so i just wanted to sort of clear that up it was pointed out to me by ron smiths who is an expert in vehicle charging and i do maintain though that it is faster than using a chatamo adapter so overall we still recommend it Okay, so we can expect to get you know, in the vicinity of 120, 125 kilowatts from the pre-Raven one. Yes, that's right. And to clarify further, pre-Raven is pre-mid-2019, sort of mid I believe, was when they started to reach our shores, the Model S and X. Excellent. Oh, great. Well, it's wonderful that people can uh, touch base and just clarify or uh, correct things if we get them wrong. That's Absolutely. Good. All right. So um, big news this week. Uh, Tesla has... Um, dropped its radar and is relying on visions instead. What's the story there? Yes, interesting one, that. The news came out a little while ago that Autopilot was switching to a vision system and the graphics on the Tesla site that show the radar and vision coverage, those have now been quietly edited to remove the, the radar. And radar is also used for I want to say for phantom braking. Uh, radar has the side effect of causing the phantom braking. So Elon came out on Twitter and said that phantom braking should finally be a thing of the past. And I believe that the radar is what you call a primary sensor for the autopilot at the moment. So for us in New Zealand, that is, it uses the radar to check the distance from vehicles in front. Now, in the next few months, the systems will all switch over to using vision only, which means the cars produced won't have radar units anymore. I did read somewhere that this will only be for the US market at first, so the cars that are arriving in New Zealand now, they will still have radar sensors. But it caused what I think of as a bit of a knee-jerk reaction, and you may even have seen this on Stuff reported in New Zealand, which is that the Institute for Highway Safety in the States and Consumer Reports in the USA, they both downgraded Tesla models from their top pick status because the quote vehicles may lack some key advanced safety features including forward collision warning and automatic emergency braking end quote i do think that's a knee-jerk reaction because obviously tesla intends to provide those features using the vision-based system and of course this spreads like wildfire this kind of news H had you seen this mentioned Martin? Yes, I had. I'd also seen uh, a response from Tesla saying that, you know, look, it's, it, all that's happening here is while we've dropped down, we're only waiting to be retested. And that was apparently due to happen sometime next week. 
yes, I'd expect them to move very quickly on this. I would expect that the uh, division-based system will be fully operational. And in fact, we had a tweet from Elon recently, it was just uh, a few days ago, which stated that uh, FSD 9 Beta will be out in a couple of weeks now, and the subscription for FSD will start about the same time. I'm excited about that. As somebody who didn't purchase FSD, I would be quite keen at some point to to try it. And I'd like to do that on a subscription basis. I also think that subscriptions are wise for services like FSD. I mean, I see it as a service, you know, software as a service sort of thing, where you really want that subscription to travel with the owner. So if I sell my car and buy another Tesla, I want to have the subscription service continue on to that other vehicle. I don't want to have it factored into the the sale price of, of the car. Yes, that makes a lot lot of sense to me as well. Um, I'm lucky I purchased it in the early days when it was only a couple of thousand dollars, so I'm happy to hold on and wait a bit longer. Oh, yes. I mean, that was a very good strategy as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying nobody should have purchased FSD. I'm just saying that um, I think the subscription basis is a, is a really good idea, even if it amounts to a higher sort of annual cost. I, I think as the technology is developing, there's a, probably a lot of us out there who'd like to just give it a go, quite literally, and see how useful it is. So, yeah, I hope they roll it out soon. I was going to say, talking about uh, talking about autopilot, yes. um, my understanding is we're trying to keep the drivers in their seats, and they've uh, are they starting to use a camera to spy on the driver, are they? <laughs> Yes, exactly. Thanks for uh, thanks for leading into that because that's I think an exciting piece of news. After those cases of people driving their cars from the back seat, Tesla are rolling up an update which uses the in-cabin camera to monitor the driver when autopilot is being used. Now, a few months ago, we had the news that the in-cabin camera footage was going to be used to see what had happened in the moments leading up to a collision. So I joked that if you with the sort of person that stuck a piece of tape over that camera, you'd want to take the tape off if you were going to have a crash um, because Tesla were going to review that footage. Well, now you might want to take the tape off if you want to use autopilot because starting with version 2021 4.15.11, the cabin camera will be used to monitor the driver during autopilot use. Now, of course, I don't have a cabin camera in my Model X. Uh, any issues there? That's a very good point. Martin, to be honest, I don't know what Tesla intends to do there, but I would suggest that they may use the seat sensor uh, and they'll probably continue to use the steering wheel torque sensing to check that there's a person in the driver's seat. So it's been suggested to use the seat sensor many times in the last year or so, and I think they'll probably do that. Uh, but I can't say for certain. I don't actually know what their, their exact plan is. I'm also not all that clear on version numbering, to be honest. I always thought that it was the week and the sub-release, so there'd be 4.15.11. Now, I'm currently on 4.18, so does that mean that I have a newer version than the version with the cabin camera monitoring? I'm not really that clear. And so the, mm. the recommendation I'd give there is to check the release notes when you install an update. Just have a look through the release notes to see what's actually being included. It'll be interesting to see if it affects New Zealand as well, given that we haven't got the full self-drive. That's absolutely true as well. This may only be for the, as you say, the, the actual FSD that's been released over there, the FSD beta. All right. <laughs> Next, um, for the artists amongst us, I understand you've, uh, you've got a uh, palette that we can paint on. Is that right? <laughs> well, yes, thank you. And in fact, I must give credit to you for this, Martin, because you were the first to point this out. I've seen it subsequently online. Uh, Tesla tweeted that they're inviting art submissions. The address to send them to, gigaberlinart at tesla.com. So that's gigaberlinart 
And if you send to that email address, supposedly they'll be included in a giant mural on the Giga Tesla Berlin Gigafactory. So I think that's quite exciting. I, I couldn't think of anything good to put there. Um, what was it you came up with, Martin? There was something you... <laughs> I, I thought of um, uh, putting some trees up uh, surrounded by, um, there are no trees on Mars, use my referral code now. <laughs> yes. It's a bit of a conflict, isn't it, between looking after the Earth but also exploring, you know, other planets and things. And it's yes, interesting. <laughs> mm. Now, look, Tesla's been uh, busy with some patents. I uh, noticed one about the Cybertruck, but there's some other ones uh, coming up here. Yes, yes, I was excited to see these uh, patents. I'm always excited for Tesla news, and that's why we have this podcast part really so the patent applications were mainly about the cyber truck there were details of a user interface that switches modes between different tasks so at the moment the user interface doesn't really change that much in your tesla you have the music move up and down and things like that but well in the cyber truck it's going to change to show when you're hooking up a trailer you get a better view from the cameras or you'll get an overview of the day when you first get into your car it will show you your, your calendar and items like that and so I, I think this is great. I think there's plenty of opportunity for user interface improvements. You have a very dynamic screen. You, you can change the whole thing if you want to. Um, rhetorical you there. Uh, but what I'm saying is there's, there's room for a lot more customization for different tasks, I think. Have you ever felt that about your touchscreen, Martin? Have you ever wanted to use it differently? <laughs> uh, look, sometimes I get frustrated when I couldn't find the uh, the T at the top and had to you know, change the menu. So, you know, <laughs> I, I tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to be able to change some of the menu locations and, you know, chuck some buttons around the place. That would be ideal. Yes. Yes. I'm glad you mentioned that. I find that using my Oh, of course, you don't have this in the in the S or X, but in the three, you can basically grasp the edge of the screen with your fingers and then use your thumb to operate the buttons along the lower edge of the screen. And this is good because obviously when you're in a moving car, the, the touch screen could be difficult to use unless you can stabilize your hand against the back of the screen. It's one of the reasons I like the Model 3 touchscreen rather than the, the ones that were um, flat in the dash. And so it's easy to press buttons around the edge of the screen with your thumb. And so I always thought there's more opportunity there for buttons along the top edge to turn on things like the headlights or the fog lights. That would be a, a lot easier than having to press the, the menu button at the bottom and then at the top of the menu, click a button somewhere to turn the fog lights on. All right. Well, there's plenty of us who love icons, so um, hopefully that comes about. Okay, yeah. a couple more patents. Tell us about these ones. Yes, a patent for a solar panel that can be integrated into the tray cover on the Cybertruck. And this was something that Elon said would be a good idea, but of course we didn't know whether it would really happen or not, whereas now we've got an indication that it might because of a retractable solar panel design that's been uh, patent applied for. So that's quite exciting. And finally, there's a patent to do with adjusting the air conditioning based on location of passengers inside the vehicle. Uh, now again, this relies on the cabin camera, or for the, for the earlier vehicles, you could again use the seat sensors, which they already do to some extent, the, the air conditioning I believe. Is this the case in yours, Martin? Do you find that yeah. the rear air conditioning depends on whether anyone's sitting in the back or not? It certainly does. It doesn't turn on the rear air conditioning or heating if there is no one sitting in the back seats. Right. Okay. So this will be extended a little so that the airflow from the from the front vents of the, I guess, the Model 3 and Model Y, because 
they're automatically controlled. Uh, those will depend on where the people are sitting in the vehicle, which I think is a, a good idea. I noticed this week that the airflow out through the steering wheel is very good at warming up the steering wheel. This is a benefit for those of us that don't have a heated steering wheel if you set your vehicle to precondition. And I've actually got a, I've got a bit of a pro tip to do with the air conditioning system, which I'll record separately. So I'll, I'll, I'll get around to that shortly. It's just something I've noticed now that the colder weather is here. There's a, there's a trick for uh, air distribution in the Model 3 and Model Y. Not that we have the Model Y in New Zealand, but I know there's a lot of us Model 3 owners, so I'll uh, talk about that soon. All right, and talking about not having something in New Zealand, we don't have the Model S played yet, but it has been spotted in the States. Yes, actually, thank you for reminding me. I implied that the Model S refresh versions were not far away, and the answer is they're not far away in the States. Uh, still some way away for New Zealand. I think there was a date in 2023 quoted on the Tesla New Zealand website, so I, I do apologise if I got everyone's hopes up. But in the meantime, a Model S played has been spotted in the USA, and this car has the yoke. And this is the first time we've we've seen a car out in the wild, as it were, with a yoke control. Uh, all the ones spotted previously have had a new new style of steering wheel but it's still been a round steering wheel whereas now there's finally one with this yoke thing what do you think of the yoke martin well uh, it's going to change the you know the 10 2 position that we hold our hands um i've flown planes in the past i have no trouble using a yoke but it's, i don't know unless the car is going to be driving itself i'd prefer to have um you know the uh, the hands a little higher that's an interesting point i've i've not flown a plane myself uh, so hat off to you there but i've driven you know race cars and race situations and often you're taught there a quarter to three hands position so i think with today's steering requiring less turns lock to lock you probably notice the point is anyway that the yoke won't need to be turned very far during regular driving the only time that you'd need to cross your hands over would be when you're parking or maneuvering so i predict that the yoke would be a bit of a uh, bit of an acquired taste shall we say for low speed maneuvering and i I think the shape of the thing is a little bit funny as well, but it has to be rounded for safety reasons. Um, but anyway, people have been getting very excited about that. And so we know for a fact now that the Plaid Model S and the other refresh Model S and X models are not far away. Uh, they're literally just around the corner. Well, and talking In about excited, <laughs> yes, indeed. And talking <laughs> about excited, we've got um, over 200 new excited owners. And I interviewed one yesterday who's uh, coming up on one of the later episodes in June. Uh, a whole lot of cars, electric Teslas spotted in Auckland. Yes, that's right. All Model 3s at the moment, and that's because it's production from the Chinese factory that's arrived in New Zealand, photographed by, I think, a tech enthusiast rather than a Tesla enthusiast. I think it was posted on a, on a, uh, on a tech group rather than Tesla, but it, it made its way pretty quick to our owners club. And so, yeah, an impressive sight, about 200 217 someone said model threes and i think it's important to note that there'll be some performance versions in this shipment as well we've got some people who've been waiting for several months for their performance model three uh production stopped in fremont for new zealand you know, late last year so yeah we've just been waiting for those performance model threes to arrive so i'm sure there'll be some very excited people what were the person you spoke to were, were they waiting for a performance or a uh, long range or uh no they were just going with the uh, standard range plus uh, moving up from a leaf 
Oh, great. Yes. Yep. Well, I still think the standard range plus is an excellent choice. It's definitely the value option. And the the fact remains, this topic came up again quite recently. Always talk about range, talk about range anxiety and this sort of thing. And the fact remains that the SR plus gets as close to its claimed range as the longer range versions do to their claimed range. So, I mean, ultimately, what I'm saying is it doesn't really matter what the actual range is. It's more a case of will the car do what it says it will do. That That's really more of a concern, I think. And the SR plus is great in that regard. It, it really does what, what it says that it will do. So I think uh, new owners will be very happy. Well, that's wonderful news indeed. Um, Alex, hey, look, thank you very much for the catch-up. And, um, and you're going to delve a little bit more deeply, if I remember, into one of those articles. It was yeah, the... yes. Yes, I'll talk a bit more about air conditioning and how to adjust it, basically how to get the best out of what you've got in your Model 3. Yeah, I'll record that fairly soon. Uh, of course, it. as always, remember people to get in touch with me if there's any suggestions or comments you have. Uh, Alex at allthatstesla.nz. And yes, Martin, thanks for getting in touch with me again for the uh, for the weekly catch-up. I look forward to talking again soon. No worries. Cheers, Alex. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Alex, for your work there. We'll attach your air conditioning special bulletin to uh, the next episode, which I think is Greg Trouncen, and that'll be released on Sunday.